Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. When the law finally caught Trigger Gleason and Biff Baker, there were many doubts as to how long the notorious killers could be held in custody. They'll beat the law like they've always done. I don't think the judge has nerve enough to send those two to jail. Yeah, they'll get out somehow. Biff Baker's never been in jail in his life. He won't be this time. Biff Baker himself was confident even when he stood in court and heard the case build up against him. Don't worry, Trigger. Those pinheads in the jury don't have nerve enough to find us guilty of anything. And even if they do, the judge won't sentence us. But the killers were due for a surprise. The jury deliberated for many hours and finally brought in a verdict of guilty. At last, it seemed as though the most notorious outlaws in the Oklahoma Territory were to reach the end of their trails. Together they sat in a small cell with a single heavily barred window on one side and a barred door on the other. 
An armed guard maintained a constant vigil, pacing up and down before the iron door. Biff, we've been in here a week. Looks like this is the end of a rope. Now listen, Trigger, I told you not to worry. Why shouldn't I worry? Three days more and we're going to get our necks stretched. Who wouldn't worry? We're not going to get our necks stretched in three days or three weeks or three years. I got things all worked out. Oh. I've been spending my time studying the situation. Studying? <laughs> we'll need more than studying to get out of this pokey. Yeah? We don't even have friends on the outside. We got no one to help us. Now listen, Trigger. What if we get out of here? What would we do about it? Hightail. On foot? Don't talk like a fool. We gotta have horses. Well, it'd help, but all the same... Well, we gotta have at least one gun. That'd help, too, but we can't have everything... You just figure out how we can get out of this jail and I'll be satisfied. I've got a line on two horses. I've been watching things through the window. I know where we'll get mounts. Yeah? We'll get a line on the stable. And as for a gun, we'll borrow the guard shooting iron. That's fine. That's fine and dandy. The only trouble is the guard may not let us borrow his gun. He might be funny that way. And maybe he'll have some objection to unlocking the door. Maybe you won't have a key to the door. That's why I had to wait and watch and study. Why? Had to wait until the turnkey took over guard duty. He's the one that's got a key to this cell. Oh. And he's on duty right now. Trig, you just watch what I'm going to do. I'm watching. Oh, my eye! Trig! Trig, I got a hunger something in my eye. It's uh, killing me. What's the matter in there? My eye! Trig! Trick, let me take your bandana. We got nothing like that, Biff. Guard, guard, help me. Look at my eye. Get the thing out. Dunk a rock or something. Oh. Come over close to the bar. Oh, I can't stand it. Stand still if you want me to look at your eye. I can't stand still. It's killing me. Do something. Do something. Let me look. Never mind. You. I got your gun now. Freeze. Uh, uh, Shut I'll up, or I'll let you have it. Stand right where you are. Reach through the bar so he can get his yeah. keys. He keeps them in the right-hand pocket. You won't get away with it, Biff. We'll see about that. <laughs> I got the keys. I'll reach around and unlock the door. Can you make it? Yeah, I'm getting it. This country isn't big enough to hide you two. We'll catch up with you. You wait and see. You won't get us back here alive, guard. Uh, Good work. Now we'll get the guard in here and tie him up. We're not drilling. Be done with it. No need for that. He's been pretty square with us. Come on, guard. You're being lucky. Don't try any tricks, though. Don't make no shouts. Or your luck may run out. I know when to keep still. Take his belt, Trig. Fasten his hands while I gag him. By the time he gets anyone to come here, we'll have a head start. Right. It seems to me it's a waste of time. Never mind how it seems to you. This will keep him quiet. Now draw that belt tight. It's a plenty tight. Now come on, Trig. Let's hit for fresh air. The sheriff wants you fellas right away. All right, all right. I want the biggest posse any lawman ever had. Everyone who's willing to go manhunting, say I. All right, come in the office and be sworn in. Gleason and Baker have got to be found dead or alive. The manhunt went on for several days, and then the last clue proved futile. 
The special deputies returned to town discouraged and disheartened. But there were two who clung to the trail with dogged determination. And neither of these wore lawman's badges. One wore a mask. The other was an Indian. Right up, Tonto. We'd better check the ground again and be sure we're still on the track of those two killers. Uh-huh. May not see hope print for some time. Hope we haven't lost the tracks again. Oh. We study ground close here. Ground around here is hard. Doesn't show much in the way of tracks. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had to call on all their skill to follow a trail that was invisible to other men. Many times they lost the tracks entirely, and valuable hours were lost before they were able to continue on their way. Here, Tonto, look on the bark of this tree. Ah, hair from horse. The tail of the horse must have brushed this tree in passing. That's right. From this point, we'll have to cast around for the next sign. Killers get long start. Yes, they're probably a day or more ahead of us. We'll keep after them. In the meantime, Gleason and Baker gloated over their successful escape while they pushed ahead on their stolen horses. They came to the edge of a canyon and followed the rim toward a small, neat cabin with smoke coming from the chimney. Gleason, take a look. As far as I can see, this is the end of the trail. Meaning what? That cabin is where we're making our last stop. Did you know about it when you headed this way? Yeah. Who lives here, Bev? An old galoot that's kept by himself for the past several years. He said he's got a tidy sum in gold hid away somewhere. We could use that. We can also use his cabin. And he's got something else we can use. What's that? His name. His name? I don't savvy. What is his name? Joe. Joe what? I don't know. I don't think anyone else knows. He's just Joe, that's all. He lives by himself. Grows what food he wants, keeps a few chickens. Takes fish from the stream at the bottom of the canyon. Well, I don't see how we could use his name. What are you getting at? You'll see. Rain up. Oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. We're going to call on him. You let me do the talking. I'll handle this so we won't have to be afraid of any lawman ever catching up to us. Well, that suits me. Hello there. Open up, you got company. Come right in, Abigail. Oh, who are you? You got a bite to eat and something to drink? You're about half starved and pretty tired. Yeah, come in. Come right in. If you're hungry, you'll eat, and if you're tired, you'll rest. Oh, That's fine. Uh, sit down right there. I'm mighty glad to see someone I can swap news with. Yeah. I was surprised when I saw you. I was expecting someone else. Someone else. Take it easy, please. Uh, yes, sirree. This is a big day for me. That is, it might be. Or on the other hand, it might not be until tomorrow or maybe the next day. You see, my niece is coming here to live with me. Your niece? Where is she from? Uh, from back east. She's my sister's girl. Her pa died about ten years ago. A couple of months ago, when I got word that my sister died, I wrote and asked Abigail if she wouldn't like to come here. I never suspected she'd do it, but she's coming, yes, sirree. How long is it since you've seen this niece of yours? Yeah, sakes alive. It's a good many years. Last time I saw her was before I come west. Must have been 
14, 15 years ago. How old is the girl? Well, now, let me see. She was a pigtail youngster, about seven years old. Last time I seen her, that'd make her 22, 23 years old. Somewhere's around there. Well, I've been fixing the house up. Got some colored paint and stain from friendly Indians that live hereabouts and prettied up the cabin some. <laughs> so I see. Yes, sirree. I painted all that there furniture and them shelves and cupboards. I tell you, gents, I've been busy these past few weeks. I ain't much of a hand at painting. Reckon I got as much paint on me as I did on the wood I was working on. <laughs> you don't see many people around here, do you, Joe? Sakes alive, you know my name. Oh, I've heard of you. You're sort of a hermit. Well, I reckon so. Don't go into town very often, do you? No, not once in a blue moon. There's a couple of friendly engines that bring out supplies when I need them, and any mail that might come for me, which ain't frequent. Doggone. What's the matter, Biff? I wonder... Uh, what's that, mister? I hate to bring bad news for you, Joe. Especially when you're counting so much on seeing that niece of yours. Why, what do you mean? You'd better come with me and let me show you what I saw at the bottom of the ravine. At the bottom of the ravine? Sakes alive, you don't mean... Come on, we'll have a look. Of course, I could be mistaken. Quite a long ways down, and my eyes aren't as good as they might be. Well, tell me. Tell me what it is. Well, you better come and see for yourself. We can leave the horses here. Come on, please. Yeah, sure. Just come down this way a little bit. It's not far. You can look over the edge. Oh, if anything has happened there, Big Hill, I, I don't know what I'll do. Might be just a log or something down there. Uh, it seems to me if something had happened, there'd have been a scream or something I'd have heard. Yeah, you've gone far enough. Just stand right there, Joe. Here? If you look over the edge, you can see what I'm talking about. Hey, I don't see anything. Hey, Biff, what are you going to do? I knew this gun I took from the guard had come in handy. Well, you... Great Scott, Biff. You didn't even give the old guy a chance. Now, do you savvy what I mean when I say I'm going to use his name? I'll just shave off these whiskers of mine, take over the care of the chickens and the garden around here. I'll put my clothes on him, then roll him over into the ravine. <laughs> from now on, Gleason, I'm old Joel. Oh, I savvy. <laughs> Go and take a look at him. Make sure he's dead. Uh, there can't be any doubt of that. There's only one trouble, Gleason. What do you mean? Uh, hey, Biff. Put down that gun. Just one trouble. You see, there can only be one of us in that cabin. The law might get suspicious if there was two men there. Uh, Biff, you don't mean that. Listen, don't you? Sorry, Gleason. Listen, I won't stay here. I'll go on. I'll leave you alone. Biff, listen to me. Listen. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had followed the outlaw's trail relentlessly, but their progress had been painfully slow. They came from a woods and crossed a level open area at the edge of a ravine. A short distance away, they saw a cabin, old Joe's cabin. Smoke was coming from the chimney. Tonto, look over there. You see that rope corral? Uh, two horses in there. I wonder if they're the horses we've been following. We go see, huh? Me check hoof print. Oh, wait a minute. We'll see who's inside the cabin first. Stand back and keep your gun ready. Ah. Who's there? Open the door. I want to talk to you. Yeah? Great day. You're masked. What is this, a stick-up? No. I'm looking for the men who own the horses over in your rope corral. Where are they? Oh, those two. Get up your hands, mister. Get them up high and keep them that way. All right. If you're a friend of those two crooks, I'll give you the same as I give them. You better put the gun down. Someone might get hurt. Yeah? Well, if anyone gets hurt, you'll be the one. You drop gun. What? That does it? Hey! Give me the gun. There, that's better. Now we'll continue our talk. We uh, came to ask about the men who rode those horses into your corral. They friends of yours? A couple of killers who escaped from jail. The law wants them. What? You mean to say you're on the side of the law? I'm after those two killers. Well, you can stop your manhunt right here. You've reached the end of it. Yes? Yes, sir. I was fixing up my little house here. You can see all the painting I've been doing. Well, uh, what about the killers? Killers? I tricked them. That's what I did. I tricked them. Shot both of them. Shot them? You doggone right. The two of them went over the edge of the ravine. As far as I know, they're still lying down on the floor of the canyon. All right, we'll have a look at them. Look, mister, I don't want no trouble with the law. I shot those two in self-defense. It was me or them. You'll have no trouble. You'll take care of things? Yes. Come on, daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just about the slickest thing i ever done. <laughs> The Lone Ranger and Tonto followed the instructions given by the man in the cabin. They came upon a narrow, shelf-like trail that led down the steep wall to the bottom of the ravine. Traveling upstream, they reached a place where the sandy beach was wide. Here at the foot of the cliff, they found two men. Who's the little boy? You take a look at that one over there, Tonto. Uh-huh. Fellow's dead? There can't be much doubt of it. Yes, this one was killed by a bullet. Uh, this fellow, same way. Well, it's the end of the trail for these two outlaws. Ah, uh, maybe that good. At least it will save the law the trouble and expense of hanging them. Well, what we do? We take them back? No, Tonto. Go through their pockets. Take anything we can find that will identify them. We'll bury them here. Fellow up above. Plenty good shot. Yes, he was. Hey, look here, Tonto. 
This man's belt has his name carved into the leather. Gleason. Oh, that means this fellow, Biff Baker. He's not as big as I thought he was. Not much in pocket. This is strange, Toto. Look here. What matter? Baker's hands. Notice how hard and callous they are. They're quite different from Gleason's. Ah. Baker must have been different from most outlaws. His hands did a lot of hard work. That's right. Well, unpack the spades. We'd better wrap these men in our extra blankets. I think then we'll... What matter? Toto, uh, I just thought of something. Leave those spades where they are. What we do? We're going to change our plans. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had been gone for over an hour when another horse approached the small cabin. Old Joe's niece, Abigail, was in the saddle. Oh, boy, whoa there. Oh, steady, fella, steady. Biff Baker saw the girl through the window. He opened the door and hurried out. Uncle Joe. Sakes alive, you must be Abigail. I am. Golly, am I glad to get here. Did you come all the way from town by yourself? Mm Mm-hmm, I certainly did. How'd you ever find the place? I asked for instructions. My sakes. Well, let me take those saddlebags. Is that all the luggage you got? Must have a suitcase or something. Oh, yes, they're still in town. I couldn't very well bring them on the horse. No, no, of course not. I thought you might have a wagon of some sort, so you could go to town and maybe pick up my things when you return this horse around. We'll take care of it. Come on inside. I got the house all fixed up for you. Yep, I'll take care of your horse later. You turn him into the corral. Step right in, Abigail. Oh, how pretty. Why, why, this is a nice house. Well, I've done a little fixing. I got some paint and stain from the engines. Why, it's it's just as cozy as it can be. Yep, I'm pretty proud of it, Abigail. I don't know as many places are built more solid. Not so big, but it's plenty sturdy. Proud of it? Yeah. Why? (laughs) Then you must have been fooling in the letters you wrote. Eh? You said you were ashamed of your house. Oh, well... (laughs) But it doesn't matter. No, There's the bunk over there in the corner, Abigail. I've rigged up a curtain you can draw around it. I've got a place for myself fixed up in the barn. As soon as I get time, I'll add another room to the house here. Then you'll have a room of your own. Oh, then you've changed your plans. What do you mean? Why, I I guess you didn't mean much of what you said in your letters. How's that? Have you forgotten? We're going to hire some men in town to come out and build a larger house. And you were going to have a housekeeper. Oh, I... Well, we'll talk about all those things later. I... Abigail, why are you looking at me that way? Your eyes are brown. Sure they're brown. What of it? Mother must have been mistaken. She used to tell me you had very light blue eyes just like hers. That my eyes were blue like her side of the family. She said everyone in her family had blue eyes. Your mother was mistaken. Yes, I... I guess she must have been. Oh, Uncle Joe, tell me, what became of Chris? Chris? Yes, don't you remember writing about Chris? I'll tell you, Abby. My memory's been failing me of late. I... Chris is the colt you had here. You said I'd have him for my very own. A fine black colt. 
As black as midnight, you said. Oh, oh. Don't you remember speaking of him in your last letter? Well, I... You see, Abby, Chris died. That's what happened to him. He, he died just a short time ago, a couple of days ago. What did he die of? Well, I, I don't know. I reckon it was poison or something. He just got sick and died, that's all. Uh, but forget about Chris. You must be hungry after that ride from town. Oh, just a minute. Huh? You're not my uncle. What's that? Who are you? Abigail, what are you saying? Where is my uncle? Why, I'm your I'll uncle. listen to no more of your lies. My Uncle Joe did have blue eyes, and he said nothing about a horse named Chris in his last letter or any other man. Why, you... Oh, no, you don't. Stand right where you are. A gun? Yes. Certainly is a gun, and I know how to use it. I'll put that gun away, Abigail. I reckon the sun has got to your head or something. Oh, no, it hasn't. You're an imposter. You've done something with my uncle, and I'm going to find out what it is. I'll put that gun aside, girl. Stay where you are. You're not going to shoot anyone, least of all your poor old uncle. Stop, I tell you. Don't you come one step closer. Stop, I tell you. I, I'll shoot. I, I will shoot. Well, you... I'll, I'll take that gun. You shouldn't play with toys like that. You're likely to hurt someone. You're a smart young filly, ain't you? Oh, let me out of here. No, you don't. Get back oh, there. You, you beast. If you'd been a little smarter, you'd enough to keep your mouth shut. Not try to trick oh, me. Oh, but I did trick you. Yes, you did. I'm not your uncle, and I admit it. Where, where is he? He's dead. That's where he is. He's at the bottom of the ravine. But no one's ever going to know about it. As far as the law will know, he's Biff Baker. A man who was condemned to hang for murder. Oh, then... Then your name is Baker. That's right. And they can only hang me once. Now that you know the truth, I guess you know what's going to happen to you. Oh, no. No, please. That won't help none. Oh, you can't get away with it. Everyone in town knows I started out here to come. Yeah, well, you never got here as far as I know. I haven't seen hide nor hair of you. Oh, no. No. No, don't shoot me, please. You. I am. Take him, fellow. Get him. Oh. oh, look out. Look out for him. He's got a knife. Oh, you don't, Baker. Oh, you Get a rope on him, fellow. And we'll see about his wounded eye. Let me fix him. Arm here. Thank you came. Whoever you are, I, I'm grateful to you. You must be the girl named Abigail. Yes, I am. That, that man was just about to shoot me because I learned he wasn't my uncle. His name is Biff Baker. He's been sentenced to hang. Now he'll go back to jail so the sentence can be carried out. Oh, but, but my uncle... We found your uncle at the bottom of the ravine. dead, isn't he? Yes, I... I'm sorry. There's a pretty well-founded rumor that he has quite a bit of gold here. We'll help you find it, and you can take it back to town, will you? Oh, I... I guess you deserve a large share of it. You... You saved my life. No, you're mistaken. Your Uncle Joe saved your life when he painted the furniture in this room. What do you mean? Well, Tonto and I found two men down below. We thought they were the outlaws, Gleason and Baker... When we saw that the hands of one of them were stained with Indian colors, we realized it must have been he who did the painting here. That's what brought us back in such a hurry. All the That's enough from you, Baker. Him tight, plenty tight now. Easy. Manage his wound, Toto, and keep an eye on him until I return with the sheriff. Ah. We'll bring a wagon, Abigail, and a fine woman. Little Martin will be happy to give you a home. Ready, Big Won't do it. He, he's masked. Is he an outlaw? Oh, oh, oh. 
No, him no outlaw. Him Lone Ranger. The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. 